It's the state of Victorian trots racing and the people who drive the sport. You're one out, one back. Yes, a very good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of One Out, One Back for Harness Racing Victoria on RSN 927, our social media as well. Another way we promote uh, trotting and harness racing in Victoria across our many radio relays. You're with Andrew Cuse joining us in our HRV studios today, of course, Cody Winnell, and he's becoming a regular on the show. I'm talking about Clubs Victoria's Toby McKinnon. How are you both? Going great. Uh, Toby's with me here, and it's a crisp morning. How are you, Toby? Yeah, I'm excellent. Uh, lovely Thursday morning here uh, with the rain coming in. All right, some sad news to start the show because, of course, in recent days, the news that uh, Shaker Maker has passed away, one of the greats of harness racing in this country, certainly. He certainly was. He was uh, one of my favourite horses growing up, Toby Shaker Maker, the John Justice Shaker Maker story, the Inter-Dominion win of 2000. It was just a magnificent time for harness racing, wasn't it? Oh, the million-dollar Inter-Dominion in 2000. and It was always going to be Courage Under Fires, Inter-Dominion. He drew two that year, Shaker Maker from six, and it was just an amazing run to go all the way back to last and then come around the field and win. And Dan Malecki's call was just probably one of his best, actually. Yeah, it was. He absolutely nailed it. He was a gun two-year-old Shaker Maker, too, and sometimes it's almost like you forget that a little bit, but he won seven out of eight, including the Tatlow and the APG final. At three, he beat... Not so cheap, I remember, in the South Australia Derby, who was a horse I followed pretty closely. He won an SA, a WA Derby, sorry, uh, the APG final and the Vic Bread final by almost 30 metres. And then it, it was only four years old when he won that Interdom. Only four. And then the Ben Hur, he raced in every state of Australia by the time he was five. Like, he just travelled around at the top echelon as a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a four-year-old, a five-year-old, mm. and ended up in, in New Zealand finishing up as a seven-year-old in the Inter-Dominion. He was the sort. He was the sort of horse that brought people to the track, wasn't he? Oh, he was. He he was just an absolute fan favourite, and that being at Mooney Valley and seeing him come down the outside in that two thousand into Dominion, I could still see it like it was yesterday. Well, joining us on the program is uh, well a man that certainly had a lot to do with the horse. The uh, owner in John Wolfe. He takes our call on. Uh, one out, one back. John, thank you for joining us. And obviously, it's been uh, sad news for you and everyone who have followed what was a great uh, part of history in this country in harness racing. And uh, he finished up uh, pretty much looked after and uh, in a paddock by himself in, in Ballarat. So it was, it was a bit of a shock, but he was 23, so I suppose you've got to expect something like this to happen. John, condolences on the loss of Shaker Maker. Uh, we had an outpouring of uh, support for the horse on social media last night. It was just extraordinary. About 600 or so reactions, comments, likes to the Shaker Maker post. He was that sort of horse. He was a fan favourite, wasn't he? Oh, he certainly was. and uh, People loved him and uh, they, they, they turned up to see him at Mooney Valley particularly and all, all over Australia, really. He was, he was known everywhere. He certainly was. They tell me you're a pretty shrewd businessman as we look back on the Shaker Maker story. Uh, John, he won $2.2 million. Uh, yeah. Tell us about how you bought this fella and just how much you paid for him. Well, I paid $3,500 for him. Uh, and uh, I was at the, the yearling sale, APG yearling sale, and uh, he was put up to for auction and no one, uh, someone bid, but he reneged on the bid. They put it up again and I bought him. Because I knew I knew the people who bred him, and uh, they were good people. And uh, the horse looked looked uh, as though he could do something in the future, so I t- took a chance on him. 
We we just spoke briefly, John, about that into Dominion in 2000, and I look back on it fondly. Your memories of it must just be amazing. It was one of the best races I, I've experienced. He he went in there a bit underdone. He wasn't favourite, but he, uh, he the finish he put up at the end and the run he did was magnificent. <clears throat> Toby talked about John Justice's tactics at the start of the show, going going back in that Interdom final. That was a bit of a surprise, uh, wasn't it, John, that John Justice took the horse back? It was a surprise to some. Was it a shock to you? And uh, what about the story about just how John came to actually make the decision to go back? Well, John discussed most things with me in the household. He told me what Brian Gather told him. And go forward, you won't win. Go back, you've got a real good chance. So that's what he did. And the, he did it well. He bumped, he bumped into Brian, didn't he, in the driver's room? Yes, that's right. That's and right. that was <laughs> and that was almost where it con, it was confirmed in John's mind that that going back might just be the go because he must have been fifty fifty almost up to that point. Yes, well, he he, he grew. He came out of six, and I think he, uh, he he had to go pretty quick to get to the front, so he elected to uh, to take him back and uh, just sit on the field until uh, till the home turn. And it was only the home turn he started to move. And he really moved quick. Oh, didn't he? He got home, and it was just an accelerating moment, that's for sure, in harness racing. Hey, John, tell us about his latter years. Uh, he's, he's passed away peacefully. Uh, did he spend his last years on, on the farm? Yes, he's been there since he retired in 93. Um, um, I think it was 93. Uh, he was, he was, he was, after, after New Zealand, he, he retired in the... Uh, a few people thought I was a bit... bit uh, Brash in doing that, but he'd done a lot, a lot of work for us, and uh, uh, he deserved a bit of a break. <laughs> no, well, John, I know, I know how much you loved him. I know how much the horse meant to you. So all of our thoughts are with you uh, this week as we uh, relive Shaker Maker's magnificent uh, life. Look, I appreciate it very much. John Wolfe, there taking our call. An emotional time for him, of course, with the uh, passing of uh, Shaker Maker, one of the greats. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Yes, the latest in harness racing and trotting news. And uh, coming up shortly, uh, Keith Cochin will take our call. But, uh, Cody, a big meeting, the second leg of the Mayor's Triple Crown. And, of course, the uh, feature coming up, the Queen of the Pacific. Yeah, so the Queen of the Pacific is the third leg of the Mayor's Triple Crown. And Tell Me Tales is... uh, has won the first leg. We've got the second leg this weekend, which is the Angelique Club pace at Group 3. And tell me, Tails shooting for back-to-back wins after the win last week. Toby, can she get the clean sweep this year and become the first mare since the Orange Agent to produce that? Well, she certainly can. She's won from three, so she's the only one that can do it this year. But uh, it's going to be tough from Barrier 12, and she's got the stablemate Berisari from Barrier 4 who get a bit of a head start on her. Um, and then there's other chances in the race around Makes Every Sense and even another stablemate to tell me tales in Delight Me. So it's a very even field with plenty of chances, and she'll have to be very, very good to win that race from Barrier 12. Berisari opened at $4.50, is into $2.40. That's quite the move early, big move. Tell me tales opened even money and is out to $2.40. So make what you... Uh, can of that uh even though tell me tales has drawn barrier 12 going back through her form the last two times she's drawn the extreme back row she's been able to win and win quite well one of those races being a vic bread final yeah well she'll be get she'll be getting around and into the race and but 
it's a three it's a three week uh, journey though. So mm. do you give her an absolute gut buster to win this one? There's there's a fair bit to it. So the mo- early money is for Berisari from the stable, I would say. So that might be worth worth following. Berisari, of course, uh, won the first two legs of the Mayor's Triple Crown last year. Whilst delight me, he's first up since the Ballarat Cup, but has won 14 of 23. Going forward, uh, looking at the Mayor's Triple Crown, there's some talk, I believe, from HRV that potentially making this championship official with a with a bonus and uh, there could be more in that space uh, so Toby watch watch this space moving forward I'll stay tuned absolutely terrific well uh, joining us uh, to talk about uh, a big race at Kilmore on Friday night is uh, Keith Cochin he joins us on the show uh, Cody fantastic Keith welcome to one out one back thanks for coming on uh, no worries You've got the Reg Withers Classic, the Reg Withers three-year-old classic coming up this uh, tomorrow night at Kilmore, and you've got two runners in the race among a uh, a, a sea of Emma Stewart champ, uh, stars. Yeah, look, we've uh, yeah, we can't help that, I suppose. But uh, yeah, now we're we're getting a bit swamped there, but I'm sure we'll be thereabouts. You've got exciter uh, Keith drawn barrier two and better and better from six now. Historically, most people would expect better and better to be your main chance in the race. Yes, look, I, you know, um, I think he's. If the race has run true, he's he's in with a great show, you know, and um, he's a, he's a very nice horse. And we've had a little bit of trouble with him, but I think we're on track now. So, um, you know, we should see a better horse than what we have seen in the past few runs, you know. He's looked very good. He's won eight out of twelve. The uh, some of those wins have been extraordinary, Keith. But he's had to overcome a fair bit, as you just sort of touched on, um, hasn't he? Yeah. Look, he, you know, it hasn't been a smooth road. He, he sort of had that really bad colic and, and operation, had to get over that, and then we got back and and um, he won his first two. Look, you know, looked good, and then got beat in the heat of the Derby and over raced, and um, he made a, a bit of a funny noise. Um, now we sort of thought we had problems and we'd done a lot of tests and we couldn't find any problems. And, um, yeah, he sort of raced a little bit below what he could. But, we, look, we seem to be right back on track now, you know. Um, his heart rate and everything is excellent and everything seems really good with him. It's the first time for a long time I've been happy. That must be a huge relief for you. And even the backstory of Better and Better uh, from memory, Keith, is a real good one. Uh, it was a bit extraordinary. Can you indulge us with just how he came to be at your stable? Yeah, look, we, we bred a foal. We used to just mares at Dennis Pangrazio's, and he's been a good friend. And, and the mare had a dead foal. And I said, oh, bugger this breeding caper. I've done it. I've had enough. And anyway, him and Shelley got together, and he got mare and foal and put a bit more money with the serve and went to... Um, better than Cheddar and and give us this place. He said, well, me and Shelley are going to have this one. And yeah, so Fantastic. Been a, a, what was bad turned into very good. You know, it, it was uh, very generous on his behalf. So Shelley takes all the credit for the horse then, Pete? <laughs> takes everything. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Yep. Keith, just um, better and better. Obviously, has uh, a lot of X factor going forward. You've uh, won some uh, big races in the past. The Victoria Derby in '08 was that probably your biggest thrill? Yeah, no, look, that was fantastic. Um, you know, to win a race like that, you just you just sort of don't think you're ever going to get horses good enough to be in those races. You know, being a small stable, but no, it was fantastic. And he was a great horse for us. Took us to a lot of places. So, yeah, you know, hopefully this place can do the same. Absolutely, and you're speaking, of course, of Tanabi Bromac. Yep, 
That's right. Yep. Yep. No. Well, better and better. He's uh, he certainly is a very a very talented horse. And as you say, uh, you're giving him a good show this Friday night. Yeah. Look, you know, it just depends on how the race is run. It's it's hard when you know the, the stewards have got all horses drawn and all go forward, going to control the race. So, um, but you know, if if the pace does come into it, he will be running on very strong. You know, he's he's got a really good turn of speed and. Um, I think that's his best asset is is sort of um, coming from a cold sit. So um, you know, if they run along, he'll be he'll be right there. And as I said, I'm you know we're very happy with him. He's um, he, he really seems to have turned the corner. There's been a couple of runs there that you you know uh, leave a little bit to be desired. But um, I'm sure we're back on track. Well, best of luck, Keith, with it on uh, Friday night. And whatever the case, there'll be bigger and better things in store for better and better with the Vic Breed and Breeders' Crown coming up. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. I'm sure, he's, I'm sure he's a horse that will go on. So, Thanks for joining us on the program, Keith. Cochin there. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Yes, each week talking harness racing on... Uh, one Out, One Back, part of our many programs here on RSN 927. Keith Conchin there talking about uh, this uh, Friday night. As we move on, uh, Cody, uh, let's talk about some news across in New Zealand. Yeah, four Group 1 races we had last Friday night, I think it was, Toby, and it was a ripping night of racing there, and we had the Northern Trotting Derby. Uh, probably one of the standout performances of the night. Enhance your calm winning for Mark Burton and Nat Rasmussen. I think it was about a 50-metre head start. It had to give them in the end. Oh, he galloped away. He lost 40 or 50 metres at the start. He circumnavigated the field and won the race. Can he clash with Alpha Male? It'll be just... It is just... I just can't wait. Can they please clash soon? They're both freaks in the in the positive sense of the word, aren't they? Oh, in the absolute positive sense of the word. I'd love to just see the two of them trot throughout a race and be at Jules on June 1, and hopefully Emma and Clayton are listening. Imagine that. Two of the big young guns, right, from two of the best stables right across Australasia. What a showdown. Oh, it would be massive, absolutely massive. It would be the race of the year, if you ask me. Absolutely. Purden went on with it in the two-year-old Philly size stakes with Sweet On Me making it five out of six so far for her career. She's a daughter of Adore Me. Yes, and uh, the grandmother was a good mare as well. The name escapes me at the moment. And then Spankham, of course, just went straight to the front and was just simply too good. Yeah, winning the the, the Messenger Championship in a, and, and in the Purden Stable Cornellard that race, of course, also with Turn It Up running second. And the other race that we'll quickly look at was the Row Cup. Went to Sunday Sun for John and Robert Dunn, defeating Speeding Spur. The second horse headed to America now to contest the Yonkers International. Will return to New Zealand, though, uh, for breeding for next season. Um, what an absolute champion speeding Spurs been. He has been, and uh, best of luck for his endeavours uh, heading over to the US to represent Australasia, because once they they become Australians almost, don't they? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, uh, joining us uh, to talk about uh, his uh, horse uh, coming up uh, in the uh, jewels, I'm talking about Majestic Player, is Anton Galino. Joins us uh, this morning on One Out, One Back. Uh, thanks for joining us on the show, Anton. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Fantastic, Anton. Look, congratulations on having Majestic Player receive an invite for the Harness Jewels coming up. Yeah, no, thanks, Coach. Um, you know, it's a privilege to be able to have four as good as these races, so uh, we're pretty stoked to get the invite. 
Absolutely, and uh, of course, Majestic player going really well at the moment, as is your stable, Anton. Also, congratulations on your double-double last weekend, of course, at Melton and Menangle. Yeah, no, thanks. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, it's a you know, great privilege to have them sort of horses and big effort from the team, you know, like to have uh, two winners in two different states, you know, so I was proud of everyone and, and um, yeah, a lot of credit goes to Pat, you know, for, for letting us have the opportunity. Now, Anton, in specifically with Majestic Player, as a two- and three-year-old, he just never really can put two or three in a row together. But this season, for whatever reason, going back to December when he resumed, he just seems to put it all together week in, week out. Has is, is there been a, a change to him? Has he just matured? Yeah, that's that's all it is, mate. Just matured. Um, yeah, the horse always showed ability. I think he won one there as a two-year-old, but yeah, he wasn't the... Greatest gated as a young horse, and and um, yeah, had a few little soreness issues, just baby issues, and um, you know, at the, the end of his three-year-old year, he sort of showed, yeah, or started to show that he was um, he was sort of stepping up a little bit, and then you know, we gave him a little break and brought him back, and um, and he hasn't looked back since. He's won seven out of nine races in that time, so he's certainly uh, the record. The record does back up that view. On Saturday night, Anton, up in Menangle, we've got the New South Wales Trotters Derby. You've got All Cashed Up, and you've also got Brandlow Prince, both horses in great form. How about the win of All Cashed Up last week? Talk us through that. Yeah, it was a great win. Um, you know, Gallops uh, going into the first turn there. He's, he's got a few tricks, and he just wanted to duck out the gate there. You know where they come on off on and off the track and. Um, Jace just sort of said he got to that turn there and just wanted to run off the track and got himself off balance and made a break and uh, yeah, sort of pretty much made a break to a standstill there. Probably spotted the field 50 and you know, 40, 50 and you know, caught and tacked on. Um, and they, they went decent time too, you know, they went 2 1 over the, the longer trip, so, uh, or the middle trip, and you know, so he sort of sat back, round them up and, and finished off good, so. Uh, he's a good horse. He's always shown that he's a good horse. Like I said, he's got a few little tricks. and um, But, you know, hopefully he's heading in the right direction. Gee, I couldn't have had him winning in the run, but Jason Lee kept his cool, didn't he? He tacked on, he went to the inside, and then the horse just uh, did what it had to do later. It was a terrific run, Toby. Yeah, it was yeah no, great patient drive too by Jason. You know, like you said, he didn't panic at all. And, um, um, you know, uh, spoke to him after the race. He said he just sort of felt that good. Probably about the 600. Um, he thought he'd take a shot and go wide, and and um, yeah, and then obviously the horse uh, was good enough to do the job. Four winners for Jace. There aren't many going better. No, no, he's fine, mate. He's a good driver. He's you know young kid. He's um, he's a hard worker. He's got a great work ethic, and uh, you know like to his credit, and and you know the whole sort of Lee Craven family there, like they they got a big operation. They they work. A heap of horses, they milk a heap of cows, they've you know, got a lot of things going on and, and their boys keep showing up and driving at the races sort of every day, so um, no, they deserve all their success. No, absolutely. Well, Anton, good luck this weekend. Congratulations again on that Harness Jewels invite and we look forward to seeing how Majestic Player goes as uh, he makes his trek over the ditch. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Good luck to Anton, and uh, we've got some big finals coming up in Brisbane, Cody. 
Yeah, we certainly do. This Saturday night, it's uh, the APG, the Australian Pacing Gold Finals in Brisbane for the two-year-olds. Massive money, about seven hundred over $700,000 on the line across the two races. And uh, from a Victorian perspective, we've got plenty of runners there, Toby, but also... The legend, the puppet, Chris Alford, chasing his 100th Group 1 win. He's got two drives. Can he achieve it? He certainly can. I'm not sure he'll achieve it in the first one with Jullaby Nitro and that man we just spoke about, Jason Lee. Uh, it, 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 it'll probably, from those barrier draws, I don't think there's much between Jullaby Nitro and Be Happy Mac, but from the barrier draw, Jullaby Nitro drawing one, or even if it is from two, Broken Arc has handed up and sat behind the leader before, so you expect Jullaby Nitro to get to the front whether Be Happy Max good enough to beat it. And there's two other Victorians in that race. Star Hunter is actually owned by Jane Davies, uh, so it, it, it's effectively, we're going to claim it as a Victorian. And, and the Michael Stanley one, um, Cody, which is... I don't have the fields in front of me, so I can't help you there, Tony. Hammer, I was trying to get you. I was trying to capture you. So we've got the four Victorians basically in the Colts and Geldings finals. Yes. Then the Phillies final, Lightning Lana and Gemstone. For Fantastic. Yeah, I think Gemstone looks hard to beat. Um, I can confirm the name of that horse there, Toby, Gemstone. So I think it looks hard to beat. I think that's Puppet's best chance, but I wouldn't put anything past uh, the Emma Stewart stable producing on the big on the big stage. So I think they've got a huge chance. If Chris doesn't bring up the 100 up, in, uh, up at Albion Park, then it's the Ben Stud Queen of the Pacific uh, evening on the 18th back here at Tabcorp Park, Melton, where he's likely to be driving Tell Me Tales. Tell Me Tales could be shooting for the Triple Crown. Chris Elford could be shooting for the 100. It could be. Could be. I expect Gemstone to to, to fill it. Oh, there you week. go. I, I'm very confident, confident on it. Chipper. If your full forwards kick 99 goals for the year and he elects to he elects to lead, you kicking the ball. Yeah, fair call. Cool. I like the analogy. The lead, he's he's gone with Gemstone. The two horses, Gemstone and Lightning Liner. There hasn't been much between them. I think Gemstone's the one there. I'm very confident. All right. Good luck to those uh, finals. Um, who are you guys suggesting might win the upcoming? Uh, Top teams trophy navigation ride at Yakadanda, boys. Oh, I'd have to say uh, the zebra crossing. <laughs> well, of course, we're talking about what is a uh, big ride, and I didn't realise how big and organised horse riding was across the state in terms of group rides in events. And the HRV Hero Program have sponsored an upcoming event called the Top Teams Trophy Navigation Ride. It's another way of uh, promoting life after racing for the standard bred. And Tanya McDermott from HRV's Hero Team explained to me when I spoke to her a few days ago. I'm going well, thank you, Andrew, and thank you for the opportunity. I read the nice article on the HRV website. First of all, tell me where Yakandandar is. <laughs> it's up in the northeast of Victoria, so you're heading up uh, around sort of the Wangaratta region is probably the best way to describe it. It's a little bit further north than that. Um, but up in that general vicinity, up towards the New South Wales border. Well, look, uh, I'm a little bit naive. I do know that so many people enjoy horse riding. I wasn't sure of how big it was until I read the article in terms of uh, uh, organised rides and events and so on. I certainly know of equestrian and show jumping and so on, but the um, banner of uh, riding clubs in this state is huge, and Hero is about to... uh, take over the rights of one of the big rides that takes place each year. That's right, Andrew. So the Horse Riding Clubs Association of Victoria, HRCAB, for those who aren't familiar, it's essentially adult riders club. So the adult equivalent of pony club, which I guess a lot of people would have heard of. There's 
252 member clubs in HRCAV, which basically is Victorian, although they do take in some parts of New South Wales and South Australia as well. And that equates to 6,300 individual members. It is a massive organisation with massive reach. And obviously, for the HERO program, as we approach our fifth year now and we aim to diversify and increase the markets that we're able to access for our graduate horses, being involved with an organisation such as HRCAV is really important to us. So what is the trophy navigation ride all about? Because obviously it's not uh, show jumping, it's not dressage, it's not jumping over obstacles and on the photo I saw, I saw a beautiful picturesque countryside and some horses out for a gallop. So explain to us what takes place in this event and why it might be a terrific avenue for Hero going forward. It is, it's a really good outlet for Hero. So um, under the HRCAB banner, as you mentioned, they do things like dressage, showing, show jumping, combined training. But navigation rides, of all of those disciplines, that it's probably the one thing that's best suited to our standard bred horses. It takes in a component of endurance. Uh, it certainly requires a horse with an excellent temperament. A navigation ride is effectively, it's, it's almost a, um, it's a trail ride with clues along the way that have to be firstly found out and then solved. So it, it's almost like I spy on horseback with cryptic clues, if that makes sense. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's very accessible, as I said, to people riding standard bred horses. And it actually has a huge following in Victoria. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. There you go, the Top Team's Trophy Navigation Ride. We have no idea of any of the uh, horses competing, but there are thousands involved in what is a thriving part of the uh, horse industry in this state and Hero, another way they're promoting their great program, doing such good work for life after racing. Um, Cody and Toby, we're about to wrap it up and uh, let's just repeat or remind people of some of the news we've spoken about today and upcoming. Yeah, absolutely. Firstly, the zebra crossing may be a scratching from that Yakadera. We'll just have to see, but uh, I look forward to finding out how it goes. Toby, you've got the Robinvale Cup tonight. We should quickly touch on that. Yeah, Robinvale Cup at Mildura tonight with an excellent little, uh, very even race. We expect Western Debt to be very hard to beat, but uh, I'm Shadow Boxer will be right in it with Catherine Smoker at a bit of value. And also at that race meeting, absolute special tonight, Rock and Roll Eyes comes back from Mildura Cup races, race six, number three tonight, Rock and Roll Eyes have a bit on him. Fantastic. Any other best bets for the weekend we should be following because you are seemingly in very good form? Uh, yes. I say uh, seemingly. A sp- Tabcourt Park, Melton, Saturday night. Brellos Pass. I'm good friends with Mark Watson. I will declare it. Three runs back. He ran San Carlo to an inch in a Mildura Cup heat. He got knocked over in the final. He went to the Wagga Cup. He got locked wheels in the Wagga Cup and lost all balance. He's $9.50. I took the $9.50 with the tab. I last looked. It's still there. I'm going to have another nibble. Andrew, how good's that? Getting the late mail here from the horse's mouth from Toby. Well, when someone comes on here and says uh, he's a friend of mine, that... <laughs> yes. that well, let's hope it turns out terrific because uh, he's really given it a wrap and uh, nine fifty seems a good price. Great to have you along again, guys. We'll talk more harness racing next week. Cody and Toby, thanks for being with us. Thanks, gents. Thank you. This has been One Out, One Back. More information on harness racing and trotting, of course, on the social media via RSN and HRV. You can listen to this show again if you want to hear all of the terrific interviews. For now, thanks for listening. 
Want to hear one out, one back again? Head to iTunes, our Facebook page and the podcast page at rsn.net.au. 